0: you. Some of you uh, may be saying, "I didn't receive my promise," and and so we're going to talk about that tonight, next Sunday. Uh, I didn't receive my promise. Now what? And so I, I got good news for you. God is God is God has not forgotten you. Um, the other thing is last Sunday, which was amazing because um, we talked about uh, the the gifts that the wise men brought to the child Jesus. They came directly, they traveled uh, about uh, 600, 700 miles to, to uh, Mary and Joseph's house. They traveled from Persia all the way to Bethlehem. Uh, a trip that basically can be compared to walking from Boston to Charleston, South Carolina. And they brought uh, Jesus gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And what we're saying is that the gold, frankincense and myrrh, particularly the gold, came in handy because God knew that Herod was going to try to kill Jesus. Herod was trying to kill his plan. Are you with me so far? And what we're saying is that, so God brought, the, brought gold to uh, his uh, son, and particularly Mary and Joseph, because he knew they were gonna to have to flee that very night to Egypt. And he made provisions. So they used the gold. Are you with me? They used the gold to basically um, keep the dream alive while they were uh, fleeing or staying away from Herod. And what I was saying is that God knows where your child is going to end up. And he's already made provisions. Are you with me? He's already made provisions. You know, stop worrying about your child, about college, and about you know, where they are heading. God already knows. He's made provision. And what we did was we, we gave out these, these uh, I guess, gold-plated dollars to each child, and we said, don't spend it. Don't spend it. But this is going to remind you that in December of 2017 God said he's going to take care of you. Are you with me? And maybe 10 years from now when things are a little rocky take out this coin as a reminder that God, had, God already knew where I was heading. Are you with me? God already knew where I was heading and he's already made provisions. And what shocked me is that I, I thought I had enough. I brought 107 coins and certainly thought I was gonna take some home and didn't realize that we had so many children in our church that I ran out. And so um, if you are between the ages of zero and 17, okay, and you didn't receive a coin last week, okay, did not. Now, (laughs) now, 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 I'm gonna fix this because there was a guy here who came up, and his friend said, wait a minute, you're not married? And he said, the bishop said, if you are expecting a child. And he said, when I get married, okay, so, no, 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 that don't count, okay, okay, okay. You must be, (laughs) okay, okay, on the way, doctor confirmed. Okay. And so 0 to 17. If you get one last week, I want to come up quickly so I can give it to you. If you didn't get one, because I know there's a lot on vacation, and I want to make sure I hit. Oh Lord, I'm going to get myself in trouble again. Please, Jesus. Please. Please, Jesus. Okay. Thank okay. you. Did you get one, okay? Okay. Jesus, help me. Help me. Help me. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, good. Oh, Oh, Lord, Okay. Uh, Thank you, Lord. All right. Good. Yeah, let's clap for the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ah. Amen. Amen. So God's going to take care of your child. Every scholarship. Amen. The spouses. Some of you worry about boyfriend and girlfriends, but don't worry about that. God will remove anybody who doesn't supposed to belong in your child's life. Amen. Amen. In fact... In fact, some of you better warn your boyfriends or girlfriends. Say, "Look, you know, if you ain't the one, uh, my parents already prayed for you. So why don't you just make this easy and leave now?" No. <laughs> okay, Luke chapter two, verse twenty-five to twenty to thirty. Luke chapter two, verses twenty-five. 2.30, as they came to the temple to fulfill this requirement, an elderly, an elderly man was there waiting, a resident of Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. He was a very good man, a lover of God, who kept himself pure, and the spirit of holiness rested upon him. Simeon believed in the imminent appearing of the one called the Refreshing, of Israel. Verse 26. For the Holy Spirit had revealed to him that he would not see death before he saw the Messiah, the anointed one of God. Verse 27. For this reason, the Holy Spirit was, had moved on him to be in the temple court at the very moment Jesus' parents entered to fulfill the requirement of the sacrifice. Verse 28, Simeon cradled the baby in his arms and praised God and prophesied, saying, Lord and Master, I am your loving servant. I am your loving servant. And now I can die content, for your promise to me has been fulfilled. May the Lord add blessings to the reading of his word. I want to speak to you this morning on the subject Seven Qualities of a Godly Person seven qualities of a godly person. And uh, I'm not saying these are the only seven qualities, but what I am saying is that uh, we we need to go after these qualities so that we can enter more efficiently and more effectively and more speedily into our season of harvest. Because God will not give us anything that we're not ready for. He's a good, good father. Uh, and, and so, for, for example, uh, how many of you uh, have Fitbits? You, you've had a Fitbit. And, and so, when you have a Fitbit, usually on your cell phone, there is what you call a dashboard. Are you with me? And, and tell me some of the things on the dashboard of the Fitbit. S- number of steps. huh? Floors, you, okay, anybody else? Hmm? Heart rate. Miles, calories, Jesus have mercy. (laughs) So there's this dashboard that has all of these indicators that you want to uh, be aware of. Just like you have a dashboard on your car which has indicators of, do you have enough oil? Uh, Do you have enough gas? Uh, What's the temperature of the engine? Uh, How fast are you going? How many miles, the odometer? How many miles? And so I want you to use these seven qualities as a dashboard to help you to monitor how godly you are living. Are you with me so far? And and, and so I want to talk about these seven qualities, and I'll list them right now. Uh, You'll find in verse 25 that Simeon had seven qualities that we want to aspire to and continue to work on in the year 2018. It says here in verse 25, they're wrong in verse 25, that Simeon was patient. That was, he was waiting. Uh, Number two, Simeon uh, was peaceful. That is, he resided in Jerusalem, the city of peace. Number three, uh, Simeon was perceptive. The name Simeon means to hear. The name Simeon means to listen. So Simeon was a man who not not only could listen or hear the voice of God, but he was also one who God listened to. I don't want to simply be a person who can hear the voice of God, I want God to hear my cry. It said that Simeon, uh, the fourth characteristic of Simeon, that he kept himself pure. He was pure. Fifth characteristic, it said that he was a lover of God, or Simeon was passionate for God. The sixth quality of Simeon is that, I, I call this, I use this word pneuma, P-N-E-U-M-A. Pneuma, like pneumonia. And the word pneuma is the Greek word for the word spirit. So when you have pneumonia, it is the infl- inflammation of your lungs. Are you with me? And so the Bible says in that when God... Uh, uh, I believe it's Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. It says, God breathed into man the breath of life, and man, he breathed into his lungs the breath of life, and man became a living soul. So the word for spirit in the Greek is pneuma. And so it says that that the Holy Spirit rested on Simeon. And then finally, I want to use the word, because I want to use all P's, the word pistis p i s t i s it is the greek word for the word faith it says that Simeon was a believer so again seven qualities that Simeon had he was patient he was peaceful he was perceptive he was pure kept himself pure he had he was passionate for god he was a man of the Pneuma, p n e man of the spirit pneumonia and pistis. he was a man of faith are you with me so far so l- let's dig in a little deeper into these seven characteristics to help us really uh, keep a dashboard at all times to be indi- indicator god am i a am i a spiritual man am i a, a spiritual person and how can I dig deeper in these things? First of all, Simeon was a patient man. He was a patient man. The Bible says he was waiting. He was an elderly man, which means that he was waiting decades for the thing that God promised him. James chapter three, sorry, James chapter one, verse three and four. The easy read version of the Bible (ERV) it says that the King James version says this: "Let patience have her perfect work in you, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing." The easy read. Version I love it, it says, patience matures you. If you are impatient, you are an immature person. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36 says, For you have need of patience so that after you have done the will of god you might receive the promise could it be that the reason why your promise hasn't come yet is because you are not allowing god to work patience in you there's a thing in football where they say this guy has experience as a running back because he is wait he waited for the play to develop. He didn't hit the hole too early. He waited. And some of us we are too quick to move when God says you need patience. Second thing that Simeon was, the Bible says that he he resided, he lived in Jerusalem. In other words, he lived in a place of peace. Psalm 37, verse 37, one of the scriptures that I, I, I memorize, it says in the King James Version, Mark the perfect man and behold the upright, for the end of that man or woman is peace. Matthew chapter 5, verse 9, which we call, chapter 5, the first few verses, we call the Beatitudes, that is, the attitudes that Christians should have. And Jesus says, blessed are the peacemakers, for peacemakers will be called sons of God. And this is my favorite scripture which will help you to pick out the man or the woman of God that God has for you. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 33. And I'm going to email all these notes out to you. But it says this, God is not the author of confusion. He is the author of peace. If you are around people, who always have drama going on, turn your neighbor and say, he's not talking about you, I hope. <laughs> they don't live in Jerusalem. If you're around people, they always confusion, always confusion. <laughs> when they come into your life, there's just confusion. You need to use that as an indicator that they need to go. Just look straight. He was patient. A godly person is peaceful. A godly person is perceptive. Perceptive. Simeon, again, is a Hebrew name that means to listen. Simmons, you know, Simmons College. The college where you listen, where you hear. Jesus uh, said in Matthew chapter 13, verse 9 to 43, as he's talking about the parable of the word, he uses his words, he that has ears, let him what? Hear. Seven times in the book of Revelations, chapter three, chapter two, and chapter three, seven times, the writer, John says, he that has ears, let him Hear, hear what? What the Spirit is saying to the church. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about listening to the Spirit. I'm going to tell on myself, so uh, stay tuned for how the bishop tells on himself. Okay, I'm going to be very transparent about me not listening to the Holy Spirit. But in this new season, you got to hear what the Holy Spirit says. Says and, and the first place you start listening is from the word of God. Romans 10 verse 17 says faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing from the word of God. He's a man, oh my, here we go. A spiritual man is a man who's patient. A spiritual woman, man, woman person who's peaceful, a person who's perceptive, a person who is pure. They obviously should be pure morally, but they also should be pure in their heart. Pure motives. We every once in a while need to check, what is my motive for saying this. What is my motive? I'm given this gift, but is my motive pure? Is my motive that I want to get recognized? Is my motive because I want this person to like me? The Bible says that Simeon was pure. The psalmist says in Psalm 24 verse 4 says, who's... Who, who will ascend unto the holy place? Who, who's going to ascend into God's presence? He that has clean hands, meaning that what he's doing is right and his heart is pure. Jesus said again in the Beatitudes, the attitudes that we should have, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. We're not talking about seeing God when you get to heaven. We're talking about we will see God as he truly is when we keep our hearts pure. I remember, by the grace of God, I say this by the grace of God, uh, very talented young man, and you know, I've been pouring into this this, uh, young man's life, trying not to be too descriptive. No, it doesn't go to this church, but I'm trying not to be too descriptive. And uh, he said to me when I was sitting with him one time, very, very talented, very gifted. He said, you know, my wife is very discerning. And I said, yeah, I figured so. And he said, my wife said to me, honey, I like Bishop Green because he's not trying to get anything from you. And I know exactly what he's saying because sometimes pastors and ministers try to claim talented young men as their sons in the Lord. This is my son in the gospel. Oh yeah, you see that guy who pastors the mega church? I was part of his success. When the bottom line is that they didn't really need you, you just latched on to them. And I've asked God, God, whatever I give, help me to have a pure heart. And you know how God tests my pure heart? Look straight ahead. Look straight ahead. Look straight ahead, because it's going to hit you like it hit me. How many of you, you do, you, you really went the extra mile for somebody and they didn't say thank you? Raise your hand. And I remember one time I was stewing That ungrateful, I didn't curse, but I was like, how many of you know, you don't curse with your lips, but your heart really said, can I just get a token? Just one token to curse. Some of you are like, I don't need a token. I curse anyways. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) But I remember the Lord, I was stewing. After all I did, nobody else helped him. and And the Lord said to me, why did you do it? Did you do it for them to say, gee, you're such a great guy. Oh, you're a wonderful pastor. Oh, Bishop Green. Or did you do it simply because I told you to do it? And, and is my recognition for your obedience enough? Turn your name and say, neighbor, I think I'll leave right now. Because some of you are, are waiting for a thank you, waiting for a ha Sometimes you need to treat every person like you're a baby. I don't know about you, but I had two, they're now adults. And when they screamed all night long, woke me up in the middle of the night, didn't care that I had to go to work. I don't know about you, but my child, after I changed it and rocked it, rocked hers and fed them. They didn't say, no, Father, thank you for waking up at 2 o'clock in the morning. I know you had a busy night. And no, they just went, and then I couldn't get to sleep. Mm. Praise the Lord. Ah, Pure in heart. Fifth, passion for God. The Bible describes Simeon as one, oh, it's going to get heavy now, who was a lover of God. He was a lover of God. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5, is one of the greatest commandments in the scripture. It says, you shall love the Lord with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. Everybody with me? In fact, a young man came to Jesus and said, what's the greatest commandment? And Jesus said, this is the greatest commandment, that you should love the Lord with all your heart, with all your might, with all your soul, with all your strength. Say with me, I want to love the Lord with all my strength. Mm. With all my strength. With all my effort. With all my strength with all my strength. And so the Lord said to me, hey, Bri, you've been toting uh, and and, and encouraging married couples in this book that Alderoy and I recommend, uh, The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. Dr. Gary, The Five Love Languages and the love language is uh, words of affirmation. No these are these are these are languages that help people to feel loved words of affirmation receiving gifts acts of service physical touch and quality time and i was like yeah god i'm i know my my wife's love language and i know My daughter's love languages, they each have different, and I know their love languages. And the Lord said, Brian, do you know my love language? Do you, do you know my love language? Do you love me in the love languages? Ooh, it's quiet in here. I'm reaping the harvest. Don't hear it clapping now. God says, I want words of affirmation. In fact, he ends the Psalms with Psalm 150, praise him in the dance, praise him. He, He mentions the word, the writer mentions the word praise 13 times in six verses. God loves words of affirmation. God loves it when we praise him. Are you hearing me? God loves it when we praise him. You can't, look it, I love it when my wife says, Brian, I love you. I don't want her telling me she loves me in her mind. What's going on, Amy? <laughs> and, didn't you know that I was thinking I love you? Well, God knows my thought. Yeah, but he wants to hear, I praise you. I love you, I worship you. He wants words of affirmation. He wants to receive gifts. Exodus chapter 3, verse 18, this is interesting. Exodus chapter 3, 18, God says to tell Moses, Moses, go to Pharaoh and tell Pharaoh to let my people go so that they can make sacrifices to me so that they can worship me, so that they can give me gifts. God loves gifts. Mark chapter 12, verse 41 to 43, we find Jesus standing, watching the offering. So if you don't think Jesus cares about money, read that scripture. He is standing, watching the offering. And he's watching these rich men give thousands of dollars. And everybody's impressed. Woo! But Jesus sees this, this widow giving two pennies. And Jesus says, hey, hey, did you see that guy? And the guy's like, what? And Jesus said, these guys who are wealthy, they gave out of their abundance. But this woman gave all that she had. That's why when we give a sacrificial offering, financially, money, you need to understand that God doesn't really care about money, but he knows that you care about money, and that's why he cares about money. Because Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 20, 21, he says, where your treasure is, that's where your heart's going to be. So that's why money is important to me. Because, that's why tithing is important to me. Because tithing is an indication, 10% of your income, are you with me? Are you with me? Some of you act like you don't know how to do math when it comes to tithing, but that's all right. You know math and everything else when it comes to, for your cut, oh, you know the percentages. Mm -hmm. When it comes to getting a tip, you know the percentages, but somehow 10% is confusing. Just saying. And, and, And... Jesus is saying that, that, that the tithe is an indication that you're saying to God, I trust you to take care of all my finances. Mm. Are you with me so far? Uh, and then acts of service. Oh, Jesus, acts of service. Genesis chapter 22, verses one to three. It, it is, it is, it is uh, God saying... To Abraham, give me your only child. Serve me by giving me your child. These, these acts of service. Romans chapter 12, verse 1, it says, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable act of worship or act of service. Everybody track with me so far? Yeah. That, that, that God, God needs acts of service. This is going to get heavy now. God, serve God with all your effort, all your might, and he needs acts of service. Say that with me. God, God needs, needs acts, acts of service. Of service. And, and, you know, that means it's doing acts of service that may not be comfortable. Is doing acts of service that may not be your gift. It's doing acts of service that may not be your calling. I am so sick of people saying I'm not called to do that. Oh, well, we're getting heavy now. I'm going to spend a little time here, so, yeah, I'm going to spend a little time here. When we were nobodies, when... We didn't even, last week, we, we, we gave out 109 uh, coins to children. So we, we were saying, we were stunned that we had tw- probably twice as many children now than we had members back in the starting days, okay? Now, I, I'm going to, you know, and Reverend Karen, don't you say a word, okay? <laughs> Neither you. Okay, but all of us know, and Elder Roy, no, he's a good brother in the Lord, but he himself said that singing is not his ministry. Okay, Okay. I told you all not the same thing. Y'all been disobedient. Elder Roy, back in those days, was a worship leader. He was a worship leader. Okay? Okay. He was a worship leader. Can you also okay and I'll need a praise team? Praise team. We have no praise team. It was a praise. Yourself. Just just a piano are you hearing me and you know someone had to lead the worship and Elroy would say well that's that's not my gifting that's not my calling so no worship no you back in those days you just you just did what you had to do like 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 uh the the, the We had one usher I think that was useless just, that we needed an usher because <laughs> you get a pew you get a pew everybody <laughs> you walking just going to have now I I'll help myself Yes I'm um, out huh okay Uh, so I say that to say this that again love the Lord with all my heart all my effort acts of service Um, everybody who has a child in here that is five years old and under stand up right now with your child wow 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 and, and, and so and thank you and you know why they're here with their child because we have nobody in the nursery to take for their take care of their child okay now praise the Lord that their children are nice and behaved okay but a child is not programmed to sit in a 90-minute service, okay, okay. Okay. You you, you may be seated, you may be seated. And the reason, we are like, well, why don't we have the nursery? Well, because the one nursery worker is on vacation. Now, I could have said to her, hey, you need to stay here because we only have one service. But, you know, sister needs a break. And then the other nursery worker, Corinne, could you stand? I think she's around here someplace. Yeah. She's like, you know what? For, forget all you people. I'm taking a break. Okay? You may be seated. And, and I see uh, is, Pe- is Peggy here? I think she she does a duty of it Yes. don't you stand there, Peggy? Well, well, I can't believe you get to sit down. You know because when she's not ushering, she's downstairs taking care of kids, children. Now, look for, you may be seated. Now, now now, folks, a church our size should not be having problems getting people to cover in the nursery. I wanna hear I'm not called. You see, when my, when my wife had two beautiful children, we didn't say we're not called. So I'm asking you that that someday these children are going to be adults. Someday, these children, and what if, what if from the age of zero to five, we can I, can I ball you, CG? Thank you very much. Okay. Ooh, she's she boss lady lord am you know, and and so from 0 to 5 you know cuz she was born in the house of the lord and what if you know, every time she's here on Sunday while I'm nursery I'm praying for her i don't have to say no long prayer just lord bless her keep your hand upon her and for 40 sundays a year she gets hands laid on her from the nursery worker Someday, she's gonna be. How old are you now? Five. Five. Someday she's gonna be fifteen. And someday she's gonna be twenty. And that. And when that day comes, we're gonna have to pray for Z. Lord, have mercy. But my, my point is, thank you very much. She she's like, "Where's the money?" I know. Thank you. All right. Very good. All right, taught her too well. she's like, "Excuse me <laughs> I really want to encourage you to to I'm not even going to say "Ask the Lord Because some of you are way too spiritual. <laughs> But we need people in the nursery. And this is this is why this is so important. I'm, I'm not sure, he's not up here. But um, Sheldon, who plays the drums. Oh, Sheldon, why don't you come here, sir? I, I'm, I'm really pausing here for a moment because you need to see the importance. Sheldon, my God, my God. Sheldon came to PT when he was three years old. His, and I won't say the circumstances, but he, he, his grandmother, who was my mom's older sister, came came here, we, me, Elder Roy, Elder Troy, and Elder Ken had a, c- Cameron, Cameron, and Elder Ken, had a drive and move my aunt in the middle of the night. We spent, we drove to New Jersey and spent from about midnight to four o'clock packing the car and the truck and drove back to Arlington for him and to live with my mom until they got their own place. So let's say that the move in Midnight was not a planned thing to do. Sheldon was three years old, and I'll say this, uh, he was in such a state of mind that basically parents did not want their children hanging with him. And now when I look at Sheldon, And and how old will you be in February? 33. 30 years later. This doesn't happen by accident. There's Uncle Brian and Uncle Kevin and Uncle Roy and Uncle Cameron and Uncle Ken, and Uncle Michael Clark, and Anthony Gomes, all of these men were in his life. This doesn't happen by accident. And his his grandmother was smart, because she gave him four godfathers in the house of the Lord. My point is that he comes here as a nursery age child, and now he's a man. Are you with me? And my point is, when I, so when I look at Aiden, Alice, and see him, another child, being raised in the house of the Lord. When I look at Adozi, oh Jesus have mercy. Yeah. Raised in the house of the Lord. My point is it all starts at nursery, thank you very much. You got a job, so I ain't giving you any money. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, someday, they're not always gonna be three, four, or five. That's how I'm encouraging you. Next year, this time, which we may not be able to have one service. But let's not get caught in a position like this again. That's, it's quiet. Let us not get caught in a position like this. Let's 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 be in a place where Donna can go on vacation, Karin can sit in the service, Peggy can sit in the service, and whoever else, one other person. Let's get in a place, folks, where we love the Lord with all of our acts of service, and we say, God. I'm gonna serve these children because you love children. Tonight, we're taking an offering. We took an offering Sunday morning, uh, for Christmas morning. Tonight, again, we're gonna take an offering, and all that money that we receive is going into the nursery. And the reason why is because I'm saying to God, God, we care about kids, amen, amen. I know I prolonged that, but I really need to make sure that we, we get that. Uh, physical touch. God wants to be touched. God wants to be touched. God wants to be touched with, with arms of faith. God wants people who will wrestle with him throughout the night, who said, I won't let you go till you bless me. And then finally, quality time. Ooh, Jesus, quality time. Quality time. Quality time. This is the heavy part. Quality time. I'm on, I'm on, actually, I'm going to tell myself twice. Quality time. We call our time with the Lord devotions. How many know that term? Anybody know that term? I'm having my devotional time with the Lord. The word devotion, devotion. D means completely And vote means to vow. Are you with me? So this is time, quality time, that is completely vowed to the Lord. Are you with me so far? And and so, it's just going to be hard to do, but, and so, so I have this thing called time. And there's a lot of things I can do with my time. What can you do with your time? Work out. Work out, okay. Sir? What can you do with your time? Um, read. Read, okay, so you can spend your time reading. Sir? Uh, sleep? sleep? Okay, good, good. Spend my time sleeping. Sir? watch tv watch tv ma'am text text okay so you can spend your time doing a lot of things in Joshua chapter 6 verse 18 the lord says to the people when you go into jericho are you track with me don't touch the accursed thing. Everything in Jericho is supposed to be burnt up. Everything. And we know the story how Achan decided that he was going to take some, you know, Louis Vuitton suits and, um, you know, Michael Kors shoes. And, 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 and we know about the judgment that befell him because he took the accursed thing. Are you with me? And the... In the NIV, they talk about taking the, taking the uh, devoted thing. Are you with me? The devoted thing. Don't touch the devoted thing. Leave it alone. It's all everything's supposed to be burnt. Are you with me? Um, Artie, can I borrow one of your sons? Good. Right. Yeah, I know. I have to pay you. Pay hey, you now. No, what? Well, you gotta earn this. <laughs> Where you think you're going? Like, huh? there ain't nothing free in this church. Okay, so I want you to do something. I want you. Hold that for me. So this is what I want you to do. This is what I want you to do. I want you. Just smell that. Can you smell it? Yeah. How's it smell? Like fire. How does it smell? Bad, good? Bad. It smells bad? Really? Okay. Shouldn't have used you. Holy okay. kid. So you don't like that smell? No. Okay, then you have to go. Okay. It's supposed to be a fragrant candle, but obviously not fragrant to him, okay? No problem, keep the money. Uh, mess up my illustration, but that's okay. <laughs> okay. okay. I should have used a woman. That's what I should have used. But anyway, so there's this is fragrance coming up, okay? Because this candle is burning. Are you with me? And so what God said, don't touch anything. burn it all, because the aroma from the burnt city is going to be a sweet incense a sweet smell to me because what you're saying is that my first victory goes to the Lord and nobody else Leviticus chapter 1 just hang with me and I'm almost finished Uh, it says about the priest who, who offers to God a burnt sacrifice and what a burnt sacrifice is is that everything gets burnt so that nobody gets it but God so when I take my devotional time and I say to God, God, this is your time, God. And so, God, this is your time. And so nobody gets this. If, if I allow this to burn all the way down, okay, don't get nervous. If I keep allowing this to go all the way down, nobody gets to use it again. And that's what your devotion time is. It all goes to God. So the question is, when you use time to text, to sleep, to exercise, to do your homework that belongs to God, it's not devoted time. And some of us have been using time that should be a burnt offering, time that nobody else gets to use. We've been using it for TV, for FaceTime, for Facebook. And God is saying, stop using my time for other things. It is devoted time. Oh, Jesus. You want to receive a harvest? Stop using God's time to do other things. And I was ready to preach this hard to you till the Lord tapped me on the shoulder and said, where do you think you're going? Because me and my wife got a prophetic word from two two different people who don't even know each other, don't even live in the same state. And the Lord was saying to us, we are supposed to have communion every day. And you know how you first received the prophetic word, oh, thank you, Jesus, oh, God, speak speaking to me. And we started out well. And then we missed one day, and one day became two, and two days became two, weeks and can i get a witness out there okay so i had an errand to run before i came to church and the lord said i want communion now and i said but and god said you're gonna go up there and preach an illustration about how time belongs to me but you're gonna run an errand when i tell you to take communion so I had to stop right there and of course my wife, were you in your coat then? She's in her coat and I'm saying we got to take communion and I could tell she, thank God that you love me cuz she's probably like take communion we need to get the church and so I break out the juice and I break out the crackers and I said and I go through the whole communion service and and in the middle of it I said God forgive us. Because I was going to run an errand. I was going to find time for my errand. I was going to find time for my errand. I was going to, let me talk about you. I was going to find time to put that extra wash in the washing machine so that it will be clean when I get home. I was going to run into CVS to pick up something, but I am using God's time to do something else. Tell your neighbor he's talking about you. Let me rest to the final two points. This one's going to be heavy. Ooh, Jesus. But I'm telling them myself so you don't have to be upset. Final points is that the spiritual man, let me go over this one more time and then we'll pray. He's patient, he's peaceful, he's perceptive, he's pure, has a passion for God. He is uh he he is a man of faith. pistis, that's the final point. He's a believer, he's a man of faith. He's a believer in God, but he's also a believer in people. Sometimes we just gotta believe people. But my final point, and this is heavy, this gets back to listening to God. Help Jesus. Uh turn to your neighbor and say, Neighbor, the bishop is talking about himself he is a man who the who the spirit of God can rest on he is a man who the spirit of God can rest on and what the Lord was saying to me is Brian can I rest on you are you with me so far Then he said, Brian, can I rest in your home? The Bible compares the Holy Spirit to a dove and we know the dove doesn't just rest any place. Can the anointing rest in your home? Can the anointing rest on you? Can he rest? Or, or will he feel agitated? I this week I had off from work and I, I love these kind of weeks because how many of you do like Netflix binges? Anybody do Netflix binges? okay and 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 what that means is is that you just you just watch an entire season like in two days or in one night, because you're just like, I don't want to think about anything. I don't want to talk to anybody. And, and I'll just talk about me. I'll just watch these two episodes. And then, you know, we'll start at nine o'clock, watch an episode. And then I, I remember, you know, before you knew it, it was five in the morning. And can I get a witness out there? Okay, one, okay thank you. One witness will help me. Now, anybody, like you started at like nine o'clock and, you, and the sun's coming up. Can I get a witness? And how many of you said just one more? Just one more. So that that that's me. That's me. So I. So what I usually do is also I. I go to Redbox and I. I watch all of the DVDs of movies that I didn't get an opportunity to see because I've been busy. Anybody do that for vacations? so oh, am I the only one? Okay. So. I'm going to rent this particular movie. This isn't the one. And as I am pressing rent, I hear the Holy Spirit say to me, Why are you renting that? And my attitude was like, Because I'm on vacation. And then, as I'm about to, you know, if you do red box, it's, it, you know, you're about to pay. This big blaring sign says, Warning, this is rated R, 17 and under. And I'm like, I'm 58. <laughs> and I'm about to press again to, so, yep. And the Holy Spirit says, Why are you renting this? And my first response to him was going to be, you never bothered me before about this. And I think his attitude was like, because you never wanted to listen. I'm just just looking straight. So I rented it. I'm just talking about me. Because it certainly wasn't the devil saying don't rent it. Just talking about me. Turn your neighbor and say, he's talking about himself. Don't don't be upset. So I get home and I said to my wife, hey, we're going to watch this. And then the Holy Spirit said to me, would you do me a favor before you watch it? And I said, yes, sir. Would you go into Google and just find out why it's rated R? It's, it's it's quiet here, honey. It's quiet here. So I find out why it's rated R, and it has these things, you know, sex five points, violence, five, but then it says language ten. Like ten out of ten. And it starts off with this movie drops 70. 70, not like the Bible 70. This movie drops 70 F-bombs. I'm talking about me. And the Holy Spirit says to me, do you really think that I can rest peacefully in your home while you're watching a movie that's dropping 70 F-bombs? So you have a choice. You can continue watching what you want to watch or you can simply return it. And the devil said, you're already paid for it. (laughs) You might as well just do it this one time and then the new year. Mm -hmm. And I said to the Lord It's more important to me that your spirit rests in the house than for me to enjoy my little video. Let's all stand. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Those of you who know how to worship you just take about 30 seconds to to bless the Lord? That he's creating a dashboard. Where he's saying, I I want you to be a, a godly man. And a godly woman. Because in 2018, I'm about to do something. I'm going to start getting into your your business. I'm going to start to make you uncomfortable. I'm going to start to point out things that seemingly before I kind of let slide. It's like the King James Version where it says, and the Lord winked at them. Husband and wives, are you spending time before the Lord together? That That's a rhetorical question. I don't know what's going on in our homes, but I know that the Lord may be saying, I, I want some devotional time where, where, where you as a couple, you are kneeling before me saying, God, what is, what is your will for us this week? I'm not saying that it has to be every day, but I have to believe that, can I say this? I have to believe that God wants more knee-to-knees than once a year at the marriage retreat. some of us have taken God's time and used it for other things some of you God has been waking up and I've heard this a number of times God's been waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning and God says I need you I need that time from you at 3 in the morning but like one person said "I, I, I chose to sleep but this is the season this is the season That we're walking in victory and walking in our harvest because by the grace of God, He's going to help us to do what we're supposed to do. I I want you, just for this moment, thank you for your patience. If you could just either, if you feel comfortable, just checks because I know a number of people are not feeling well and get cold, so don't don't take their hand if you know, they have a cold but uh, but you can touch their shoulder whatever you feel comfortable doing uh, and, and I want you to pray for the person next to you just for 30 seconds and, and ask the Lord to help them to be a Simeon help them to walk in peace to be perceptive to be pure to to have a passion for God to be a lover of God and to and to fulfill those love languages to spend quality time before the Lord to acts of service for some of you they need to hear God's voice to say look look I know children is not your ministry but I'm calling you to the nursery that there'll be a person of faith and not always doubting but there'll be a believer but this is the year that it changes. This is the year. This is the season. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, just 30 seconds right now. Maybe you're next to your your spouse and you're saying, "Honey, we 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 need to we need to be spending time before the Lord together." I know you have your prayer time and I have my prayer time, but it's it's been about three weeks since we've come together. You and I come together before the Lord. Yeah, we gather the kids and we say our nice little prayer, but you and I, we need to come together and hear from God and spend time with him. And we haven't done that because we've been so busy. Some of us, we started the year and we said, God, this is going to be your time from 6 to 6.30 and we, we watch that time dissipate, that quality time. And this is, and this is the voice of God on December 31st saying, I, I need you to come back to me. I need you to come back to me. I need that devotional time. I need that time that is, that is burnt up and that's spent on me. And that's a fragrance to me. That time that you spend in the word. You haven't read the word in a long time. You haven't read the scriptures. You haven't, you haven't memorized scriptures. What it, where has that gone? I'm calling you back. I'm calling you back. This is not to make you feel guilty, it's to make you understand that I am about to do some wonderful things in your life, but I need you back to me so that. When I open the doors, you are perceptive enough to say that's me as opposed to that's the devil. Thank you, Jesus. Children, you learn a lot in Sunday school. God is saying put it into action. But I'm only 13, I'm only 14. That's the time you need to start spending time with the lord spending time reading the bible you don't have to spend a half hour spend 10 minutes just start somewhere it'll change your life it'll change your life well where do i start ask your parent ask your sunday school teacher ask one of the elders but start someplace you are not too young to start Praying and spending time with God. There are some Samuels in this house at three and four years old saying, God, I don't know, understand, but I'm hearing you doing something in my heart. And here I am, send me. Here I am, speak to me.